This week on the I Love Funny Women podcast. What drove me to realize that I was definitely not straight was Mariska Hargitay and Law and Order <laughs> SVU. <laughs> I got pregnant the second time I had sex. So that was great. You know, like I came out as gay and then um, non-binary and queer and transsexual. So at this point, my family's just like exhausted. They're just like, oh my God, fine. I'll never forget the first pride that I came to. I took my kids. Welcome to the I Love Funny Women podcast with your host, Dina Nina. Welcome to another episode of the I Love Funny Women podcast. I'm Dina Nina Martinez. And I'm Lalita D. And it's our final episode of the 2021 Pride season. Let's face it, we're always pretty prideful around here. We are. We are. <laughs> How are you? What's been happening? I'm fine. It just, you know, what's happening with my hair? It's just so humid. And so apart from that, I'm fine. Uh, fortunately, as a queer person, I have access to a lot of hats. So I'm just wearing a hat. <laughs> Perfect. I just put mine in a bun and call it a day. You know, I'm like, who cares what it looks like? I don't care. <laughs> How are you, Dina? I'm great. Last week I had a photo shoot and uh, in Chicago and I felt so glamorous and fancy. It was amazing. I saw the pictures. You looked amazing. Very glamorous. I was in Chicago as well. I did a show with Las Locas Comedy and I was an honorary loca. I love it. And Janice said it was an amazing show. It was such a great show. Everybody was just fantastic. Of course, I said amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was so amazing. <laughs> Hey audience, we'd love to hear from you. Post a video on Instagram, tag at I love funny women with the hashtag Hey Dina, and you could be on the podcast or on our YouTube. Yeah, and we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, your review helps us work the algorithm and helps us get more listens. So please do that. Thank I feel you. five's not enough. How about 10? Five's all that's allowed. Oh. Just put, do several accounts and do <laughs> 10 five-star reviews, which gives us a big, Yay. a lot of, you'll help us. <laughs> Hey, this is Door Girl Greg. Thank you for listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. If you haven't by now, you should really go to the socials and check out at I Love Funny Women on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube because really, what else are you going to do? This week in the news, it is hot. It is hot, hot, hot. And here in Madison, it's like humid and gross. Like, gross. There's just no point washing my hair here in Wisconsin. Like, I already look like Miss Frizzle at the best of times, but now it's more Miss Frizzy. <laughs> well, it's hot here, but the Pacific Northwest will be facing record highs. Portland, Oregon, that average temperature is 76, hit 114 this weekend. What? Uh, I know. And for someone who's fat and has self-diagnosed hyperhidrosis, like, this is not what I'm about. <laughs> A hyper what now? Hyper hydro. It means I sweat a lot. Oh, it's the opposite of what Prince Andrew has. Yes. 
<laughs> and I would love to be jealous of him, however. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you should be jealous of a pedophile, to be honest. And speaking of criminals, on Friday, George Floyd's murderer, Derek Chauvin, was sentenced to 22 and a half years by a court in Minneapolis. And the maximum sentence was 40 years, so he got almost a little bit over half of that. When Chauvin asked for a new trial, the judge shut him down faster than I shut down a creep on Tinder. So, However, just a few hundred miles south in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Jacob Blake, the black man who was paralyzed when he was shot in the back seven times by white police officer Rustin Shesky, was not awarded any damages by the Kenosha Council in a 17-0 unanimous decision. Let's talk some more about why we do not need to learn any critical race theory, huh? But but shouldn't I know what I need to know about critical race theory? I mean, is it chocked full of nuts? Lots of nuts. Like Senator Josh Hawley, who said he is concerned that the federal government is promoting radical ideologies that seek to divide rather than unite the American people. No, hang on. He is talking about the KKK. Uh, no, no, no. He is in Missouri, definitely talking about Biden. And the KKK. <laughs> Just after a Republican-led investigation in Michigan rejects the big lie that Trump won and they refuse to host an OAN Arizona recount, the DOJ is stepping in in an attempt to hold voter suppression asshats accountable in Georgia. Attorney General Merrick Garland said the lawsuit filed is the first of many steps we're taking to ensure that all eligible voters can cast a vote, that all lawful votes are counted, and that every voter has access to accurate information. Isn't that like the very definition of democracy? It feels like this was done before, but what do I know? I wasn't born here, and like most politicians, I learned about U.S. civics from bumper stickers. Like most Americans, and clearly... <laughs> We don't have a democracy. We have a bumper stickocracy, is what I. <laughs> bumper stickocracy. I need that on a t shirt or a bumper sticker. It's on the way. <laughs> well, it's official. Giuliani is no longer the country's worst lawyer. In fact, he's banned from lawyering altogether. What? what? A New York State Appellate Court found that Giuliani communicated demonstrably false and misleading statements to courts, lawmakers, and the public at large in his capacity as lawyer for the former president, <laughs> Donald Trump. And in other news, I'm queer. Like, tell us something we don't know, Dina. The sky is blue? <laughs> Corn is genetically modified? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Oh... Uh... Britney Spears, what to say about her? I just feel so sorry for her. Gina, was she always a queer icon? Oh, yeah. The moment she put on a red cat suit and played in the gay bars, queers all over the world were like, yes, queen. <laughs> Let's hope Pride Month is the month where she gets released from the prison she is held in by her family and everyone can stop making puns about the song Toxic. No, really, please stop. Free Britney, bitch. Dina, I'm serious. Stop punning. What are you going to do? Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> Dina, stop it. Do not. Oops. Do that again. <laughs> I told you. I'm not that innocent. Dina, you're making me <laughs> crazy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Free Britney. Free Britney. And 
And that is all the time we have for the news today. Our sexologist Renee Hyden is still out on holiday, but don't fear. A new Sex with the Stars will be coming soon. Oh, I'd love to have sex with the stars. I mean, who wouldn't? I don't know. Hello, Henry Cavill. <laughs> I'm Tor Girl Greg, and you're listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. This week, we have two amazing queer people who are doing badass things in the world. Yes, and I absolutely love the two of them. They are both doing a bulk of hosting for the upcoming Twin Cities Pride, which happens in Minneapolis on July 17th and 18th. And here is my conversation with comedians Sarah McPeck and Marsden Kelly. I'm excited about this one, though. It was a really long year. It was a long year. So, um... Both of you are doing some hosting uh, for the Twin Cities Pride that's coming up in July. Yeah, it's super exciting. Um, we're hosting the main stage both days. So we have some fantastic bands and we're going to do a comedy show, some burlesque. And I'm super excited that Mars could join us. She came in 2019 and like basically everybody fell in love with her in Minnesota. I mean, the most fun I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard not to. Oh my God, you're so sweet. I'm falling (laughs) in love with all of you. Um, (laughs) No, but it feels like it's been like a million years since the last Pride. I can't believe like this is actually the next Pride since the last pre-pandemic Pride. So I can't wait to get back. I know. Like how insane is it? It just, it feels like a lifetime ago. It does. Um, so tell me about what's happening. Like, is it, is it a full on no holds barred, just like before 2020 kind of pride or is it kind of pulled back a little bit? It's a little pulled back. Um, so it's supposed to actually be this past weekend, but they could only get the permits for this weekend in July. So we're doing it July 17th and 18th. The saddest part for me is that there's no parade this year. Oh. Which is is sad. It's sad. But we'll just have to, like, make up for that energy. Yeah. Well, we're (laughs) going to kill it, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, other than... And then we're not doing, like, a... Like, you know, we're not bringing Debbie Gibson in. Or Taylor Dane. Or... <laughs> One of those, people. or any of the regular, or any of the regular <laughs> '80s stars uh, ABC, come 90s. come Pride Circus yes. people, <laughs> or fireworks. So me and Marston are just gonna have to be the fireworks this year. I think absolutely. Now that we don't have the big '80s draw, we just have to be the '80s draw. You know? Right. I love it. <laughs> well, you've got Marston. You have this whole like um, rebel without a cause thing going on, and it's so hot. Oh my god, thank you. That's like very my vibe. Um, <laughs> I'm a rebel who will find a cause. Yeah. <laughs> Feel very seen right now. <laughs> I I'm living for it. Like it's so on point is the word that I'm looking for. Like I just I'm feeling very proud just looking at you. Like <laughs> oh, that's like that's like what I want to give to people. <laughs> pride from my face to theirs, yes. you know? <laughs> and, and Sarah has this like 60s pinup girl kind of vibe going on today. So this is a really fun little, you guys are it's killing the, it's, you're it's killing the looks. Fun. 
what can what can we say killing the looks dead wait till you see our main stage looks they are low-key coordinated and (laughs) show-stopping (laughs) yeah i really wish you could come i know i wish i could too so i i know you sarah because ian harvey introduced us on on the socials and was like you guys are so close you need to know each other yeah and I just love your energy. <laughs> I love yours. You're so I love I- Ian. He is amazing. I'm so glad that we got connected that way. Agreeing. Yeah. We've had, I've been really happy to get to write for you. I love everything you do. I think you're amazing at branding. <laughs> Tell me more. When I get money, <laughs> I want to take you on. You can brand me from top to bottom. That'd be amazing. That sounded that so sounds- like. I very that. very hot. <laughs> very I'm trying to do that, but it, it this sounded like very Elward the original series, except for without the transphobia, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, except for that. Yeah. As you get out the whiteboard, just totally. <laughs> <laughs> and Marsden, I met you because you did Lady Loves Comedy yes. Festival. That's actually where I met Sarah too. Really? Yeah, you, you obviously don't remember that I was there. I can understand <laughs> no, why. I remember Marsden you being there. there. All her finery. Her no, no, no. I remember you being there. I mean, like, there's a picture of a of us together. <laughs> the thing true. is, I don't ever remember when things are, like, whether it was, like, four years ago or, th- like, who was at what festival. <laughs> no, I get that. I, yeah. I love you. It's okay that, I mean. No, like, Marsden I. I that's yeah. all you that was your takeaway. That's right? where I, I met her. That like <laughs> I've already met you. Like you right. I met you and we performed together way before I met Marzen. Yeah. Because yeah. so, so we're back. <laughs> we're tight. We're tight. Um right. <laughs> we're like my so... inner thighs. We're so close. Yes. <laughs> Shaping like in a loving. Yes. 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 <laughs> we chafe each other for sure. No, I'm just kidding. We don't, you know. There's only like I I just really have enjoyed working with you both of you. And oh, um you. Oh my gosh, Sam. Can you tell me kind of how you started comedy? Let's start with Marsden. Yeah, so I started um stand up, I guess like eight or nine years ago at this point. And um I started when I I dropped out of law school. <laughs> And, um, and, and was just like, you know, this isn't for me. I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do, which is stand up. And I did it for a year before going back to law school because, you know, you can only exist so long um, being paid on beer. Totally. When I got back to North Carolina, um, I wanted to keep performing, but they had just passed Amendment 1, which made it legal to discriminate against gay people and any LGBTQ people. And, um, like you could legally fire someone for being gay. Um, and so in order to keep performing, I actually, and, and to be honest about my life experience, I started performing in faux drag, um, as Lady Ha Ha, <laughs> uh, complete with Lady Gaga song parodies and kind of just started taking over the underground gay club scene <laughs> with comedy in North Carolina. I was in a lot of drag shows, burlesque shows and, that's kind of how I found my footing. Um, so after I graduated, I came, went to Chicago, got involved with Second City, um, produced two shows at the Laugh Factory, uh, did a one-hour stand-up special called Glitter Bomb, 
And um, ultimately, like right before the pandemic, I was directing a show in Second City's Blackout Cabaret, which was doing really well. So I've just kind of, you know, kept that momentum going. Uh, yeah. I love it. So you're in Chicago still. I am right now. I So I've been a bit of a nomad the last few months. I've been all over the place. Um, and right now I'm in D.C. Awesome. Look at you travel, travel. <laughs> Gotta see the country, you know? I mean, it's right? All shut down and weird. It's weird. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, uh, shut down like my muffin shop. Like, just like, just my... I, my coochie oh, no. closed before the <laughs> pandemic anyway. I just, so Sarah, how did you get involved in comedy? Um, well, I dealt blackjack for oh, almost a decade, craps, poker, roulette, and you really had to be fairly entertaining um, in that world. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and it was really fun. And I had always loved comedy and I had always like envisioned myself on stage but like, I never was quite sure what that was. Like, I knew it wasn't a singer. I knew it wasn't an actress, but I knew like, I was like destined to be on the stage. And I kind of had leaned into being a blackjack dealer for a long time. I, I, I was married, I had kids, you know, I had to make the bacon. Mm. And I just finally looked around the casino one night and I was like, everyone was just miserable and hating themselves. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is not, I was making great money. All I had to do was look pretty in a suit and boss people around. I mean, <laughs> in some regards, it wasn't bad, but <laughs> um, yeah. So then I started taking, I quit. I got a job waitressing at a sports bar and I started taking classes at the Brave New Workshop and I went through their entire performance track. And then I started performing improv and then I started doing stand-up for Acme's Funniest Person, like with a day job contest. Yeah. And I just kept moving since then. I haven't quit. I love it. That's so Do awesome. You I, I, like I mean, no, yes. Like I, I, I love knowing. I think it's so fascinating how people get into comedy because like I look at my my trajectory and I was of course waiting tables and I was just showgirl and then I transitioned and I was like I don't want to put on like tons of makeup and heels anymore like what can I do <laughs> you know and yeah it was just one of those like things and so I was like well I guess comedy is it you know <laughs> that's where the money is yeah it's <laughs> for sure. Right. Yep. That's why I left law. You know? Right. <laughs> the big bucks. So Anyone can we can have money? Right. We don't need no stinking money. No. <laughs> I don't want to participate in capitalism at all. Strangers laugh that worth a million dollars. Right. <laughs> they feed my soul. Yes. Um, so I would love since this is one of our pride uh episodes like i would love to talk about how we realized who we were like oh, what I, I right yeah, like I, and and i know there were stages but i kind of want to know how you got comfortable enough to come out especially like north carolina like i grew up in texas you know i had to move to california before i got to the point where i was like i'm me you know mm -hmm. but what are tell me about your journeys into into queerness, into being who you are and being comfortable with that. Sarah, do you want to go first? 
Uh, sure. <laughs> um, so I think I like always knew that I was gay, but um, I wasn't really sure what to do with it. And I always had these like super intense friendships, you know, <laughs> and yeah. like where you can't, you don't really know why you're like so pissed off that, <laughs> you know, she couldn't hang out with you that night or something like that. But um, I don't know. So in college, I like this is totally fell in love with my college roommate, you know, and had that super intense friendship and closeness. And I was like, I, I actually like I'll do just a little bit, but this is like actually true. So with this girl who she knows all of this and we're still best friends and it's awesome. And I like knew that I loved her, but I didn't had no idea like how to articulate it or what to say. And I was just like, all I could think about was her. And so every morning when she would go to the bathroom before she'd come back so we could get ready in the mirror together, <laughs> I would queue up for, this is so embarrassing. It's so true though. I would queue up Ario Speedwagon CD. I can't, I can't fight this feeling any longer. Oh my God. It was like a code. <laughs> she, so, she had musical subtext. Like it was just. <laughs> musical subtext. Yes. <laughs> so I'd wait. And then like, when I would like hear her coming, I would just like casually press play, like at the beginning of the song. <laughs> so she. <laughs> And so you just looked at her. I can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> so this went on for probably like four days. And like while we're getting ready and the song's playing, like my heart is like beating out of my chest, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> finally, one like this was so true. Finally, like one day, like we're getting ready and we're we're singing along, you know, and she looks at me and she's like, she's like, how come you're so into REO these days? <laughs> but like, I don't know if that was her way of being like, okay, girl, like calm down. I, I see what's happening here. Or if she was truly just like, what, what happened to, uh, you know, I can't think of a good nineties reference right now. SWV. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I saw the, a concert a couple this times. This REO feels so retro. I'm not, oh, I'm not yeah. understanding the vibe. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty cool for my time. So, you know, I, of course, played college sports. I was on the college volleyball team, you know, had that super, like, strong female tight energy all the time mm. around me. I had had a boyfriend in college who I also was, like, super in love with, who I, I ended up marrying um and having kids with uh because i got pregnant the like mm. the second time i had sex so that was great um and then i kind of <laughs> thought well this is the commitment i've made i gotta stick out my commitment and uh then when i was about 29 i started fooling around with a lot of married women uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, so and, good. 
you know how that goes and then i was like then i had my first like real girlfriend like we both left our husbands for each other we both worked together it was a goddamn nightmare um i moved my i mean i can't see i couldn't have seen that coming i wanted to have a happy end our husbands actually moved us into her house oh and then that lasted like let's just say not long and after that my heart was crushed i was like i got to get out of this small i was in a small rural farming like community um i'm like i got to get back home i got to get to minneapolis and just do me like obviously i'm gay like i'm like there's absolutely no going back now yeah so i moved to mystic lake and uh, moved to mystic lake i moved to the cities got a job at mystic lake as a blackjack dealer and just kept dating women and <laughs> it was it was great it was a little bumpy uh bumpy start but uh it really progressed finally after that <laughs> <laughs> good marston how about you oh my gosh well like what a journey um i know right we i felt i felt high and low i felt sad and i laughed and i cried <laughs> So just like true to the experience. Right? Like, um, I think it took me like a really long time. It felt like it took me a really, like, it felt like it took me a long time to figure out that I was gay, even though like in hindsight, like all of the red flags were very obvious, you know, like it was just so easy to write stuff off. Like, yeah, I like fall in love with my female friends. It's just this like weird quirky thing about me, you know, like, <laughs> anyway, like let's make out before your boyfriend gets back, you know, like just like very straight girl shit, like just very, very normal hetero things. Um, that took me a while to parse through, but ultimately what um, drove me to realize that I was definitely not straight was Mariska Hargitay and Law and Order SVU. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm just not even a joke. Like I'm a hundred percent serious. Like I watched every single episode that she was in, and I like studied it. I like studied my reactions. I was like, you know, this is how I'm gonna figure it out because like I just feel something for her that I cannot explain. Like I feel something for her that like I don't think a straight person would feel. Um, and so I just like I was like watching just like hundreds of these episodes and like. Um, I was like imagining storylines, you know, where like I'm, I'm, I'm suddenly in law and order SVU and like I'm her love interest and, you know, I'm like trying to get her to take time for herself and like, you know, like it's really, it's not important. Anyway, I went to therapy and I bring my like my law and order like box set to therapy and I'm like, look, like <laughs> I think I might be gay. And, um, and and here's why. It's because I want to passionately love Mariska Hargitay. Um, and the therapist, it was kind of a bummer because the therapist was actually like, you know, you're not gay, you're not bi, um, you, like that you probably just need like more love from your mother than you got as a child. And like, this is actually I mean, duh. the problem. <laughs> like I can send you to this place that will like really help you cure this deficit and like, fix you. <laughs> Um, and like, you know, I, I think it could, that, that moment could have been traumatic for me, but like being like the rebel without a cause that I am like in that moment, I was like, you know what? You're wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am, I came here unsure, but like when you told me that I'm not gay, like I knew a hundred percent driving away from her office that I'm like very, very, very not straight. Um, and so like in a way, like I got my certainty 
um, in one visit. Like I just needed someone to tell me to my face that I wasn't. And then I was like, <laughs> freaking watch me. Just watch how gay I'm about to get. Okay. You're like, I wish it would have been my mom. Then I would have gotten really gay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. Like you look back and it's like, oh yeah, I guess I did like write a newspaper article about how my this girl I was friends with was like a hero and how I was obsessed with her. But like no red flags at the time. <laughs> Tuesday. How are your families? Uh, my family, my family's doing really well. Um, everybody made it through the pandemic. No, I meant like, how are your family? I mean, I love that. I'm glad they're well. <laughs> how are your fa- how's your mom and them? Like, I feel like the my Texas just came out, but. <laughs> I mean, how were your families with coming out? (laughs) When you came out, how were your families? How did your families deal with it? Back to what we were talking about. (laughs) I I was like, that would have been a really hard segue right then. (laughs) Did you hear that? I was like, Marison, do you want to take this one? I'm like, I guess I'll go. My mom's great. (laughs) All right, I'll get it together now. All right. Okay. <laughs> so um, good. <laughs> no, she's fine. She just did a hot dish. Brought it over. <laughs> we had some breakfast burritos this morning. It was great. Does she know? Does she know that you're gay? Uh, she has figured it out. <laughs> I actually have a really funny story about that. Um, but yeah, my family, super chill. Um, yeah. My parents are like kind of old hippies. Everyone in my family is kind of like blue collar Democrats, uh, you know, really good salt of the earth people. I basically like went down the, I literally got my address book because I didn't want to hear about it, that somebody had to hear it from so-and-so and they didn't hear it from me. So I was like, hey, Aunt Debbie, just want to let you know I'm gay. I'm getting divorced. I'm moving to the cities. You're up to speed. Next. And <laughs> The, the hardest part for my family is we are very traditionally like Minnesotan. And, and if you know anything about that, it's a lot of like, we're, we're Finnish. Finnish people are very quiet, very reserved. There's not a lot of like direct communication. You know, if there's a difficult subject, like somebody relays it to the other person. So there's not a awkward moment usually. Um, so I think just having like the language was a little tough mm-hmm. for my family, but they were super supportive. Like everybody was like, oh, their first question was like, oh, well, you, are you happy? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, great. We're not like playing. <laughs> you know, see, that was about it. So I can see um, it at the holidays. So I hear you're a muff muncher now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some of this puppy chow? <laughs> You're really not far off, to be yeah, honest. So good. Yeah, I want that as my hometown. <laughs> totally. I'll make it for you. I'll make Thank it you. professionally. So yeah, uh, and I have kids at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just collect ourselves. Let's get serious here. I'm like, I can't. This is so good. You guys. <laughs> And Marston, <laughs> go. Yeah, okay, let me rain on this parade with my harsh truth. Um, 
my family. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that they took it well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, yeah, like my dad said that he'd rather have a dead daughter than a gay daughter, Mm. um, which, uh, my mom now insists was a hilarious joke. Uh, (laughs) Family dynamics are complicated. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I, I pretty much stopped living at home when I was a teenager. Um, mm. And like since then, it's been a little bit better. I've come out like so many times since then. Um, <laughs> you know, like I came out as gay and then um, non-binary and queer and pansexual. So at this point, my family's just like exhausted. They're just like, oh my God, <laughs> fine. Just like exist, I guess. Um, you know, we're going to have our reservations and maybe keep you at an arm's length. But like, just do you because we're tired. Like, we don't know these words. Like. <laughs> what are they them pronouns like i don't understand they're they're, they is the multiple why am i i know so many uh, questions and and it's not how you use that word (laughs) and i'm like it is um it's just it's such a process and you know families families are so complicated and i think the sooner you can kind of give yourself the love that you need um and not Mm -hmm. take their reactions as any sort of reflection of like your worth or your validity as a queer person, I think the better. (laughs) So if there's anyone out there who's struggling with a lack of acceptance from their families, like send me a DM and I'll happily talk through it with you. Same. Yeah. Same. Both of us. If you're, if for some reason you're like, I'm, I'm trans or I'm queer and I don't know what to do. Call me, message me. Hit me up. Me too. (laughs) I'll be the parent. I'll be the parent that like affirmed you that I never had until (laughs) much later in life. Absolutely. Like that affirming Mm. presence is so it just it's like life changing. Like once you find Mm. one person, for me, it was like my friend Mary when I came out, like I just needed one person to be like, hey, that's cool. That's okay. Like, you know, tell people that's like, I've got your back, you know, like, sometimes you just need one person, especially when you've grown up in a rural area like Texas or you know, like you just, you don't see gay people. You don't see queer people. You don't right. see trans people. And it doesn't feel like a real option to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. At least it didn't mm-hmm. to me. Like I thought I had to be a man to be gay. Like that's a real thing that I thought in my head. Um, and so just having one person to be like, no, what you're feeling is real and it's valid and you can live that life is so huge. Yes. I don't know what that was. Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I just got like extra raspy in this whole time. I I'm was. Like, <laughs> that was. That was cute, Tina. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> I love some vocal fry. I think it's so. Hard. I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is when I call like a customer service line, and they're like, "Thank you, sir," and I'm like, "Excuse me." It's not sir, it's pack a day smoker for several years. You know, like just hello, pack a day smoker. Like that's just say that. I would kill for that. Like I think that like I would kill you for that. (laughs) Put me out of my misery, please. I'm just so um what do you hope for pride? Um, not only just this year for Pride, what do you hope to see happen in the LGBT community surrounding Pride? It's such a big question. Um, I know, I'm good at big questions that probably have no answer. (laughs) I think I just want 
everyone to feel loved. Um, I want everyone to feel loved and included. And I want everyone to feel like there's space for them. Um, and like, I want it to be like a space where you feel held, you know, like, I really want it to feel like I don't have to fight to like make space for myself in this community. I don't need, I don't want to like have to fight to be seen. Like there's just already that space here. Like I can walk in and, and feel included and feel accepted and know that like, even if you haven't come out, that there's people out here who have your back, you know, that there's like a growing majority of, of people who exist and would back you, and you know, and. I, I just think that sort of visibility and that sort of support is so necessary. So like the, the more we can move away from like divisions and just really um, focus on this like loving inclusion and loving support, like, you know, unconditional love that so many of us haven't received, like here's a place for us to do that, to, to love yeah, unconditionally yeah. and be loved unconditionally. And that's really what I want to foster and nourish and see in the world. Amazing. Sarah? um well mars really hit the nail on the head on all that um i i guess i hope pride you're like i was gonna say more vodka but (laughs) (laughs) well right (laughs) more bacardi sponsorships yes Uh, in in, any sponsorships right now like come on absolutely i mean i've been having to dig deep this year Mm -hmm. and i do mean deep uh uh i just you know i hope pride just keeps to continue to grow bigger and bigger and connecting those other like ripples out into other communities and you know, inspiring. I'll never forget the first pride that I came to. It, it, I took my kids, first of all, uh, like two days after my husband had passed away, actually. So it was like this really mm-hmm. emotional, like a very difficult thing. And, you know, I didn't know if I should bring them there. And I asked my dad, I'm like, do you think that I could should bring the kids to pride? Because I really want to experience it. And I think it'd be really happy right now. And, um, yeah, I did. And they, it was really great, but I like pretty much like was the first time in my life that I felt I was exactly where I needed to be. It was like, I could breathe and I just love pride. That's, that's why I just like, I always try to make pride as fun as it can be and, and, and just keep making it more inclusive. And I just hope we can hug more and stop calling each other out for minor infractions more. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I do. Let's connect. Tell us where people can find you on the social media real quickly. And then we are going to say goodbye after that. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Love Mars and on TikTok at Mars Kenley, K-E-N-L-E-Y. So, find me on Facebook, Sarah McPeck, Instagram, Sarah McPeck. There's only one Sarah McPeck. Um, we're going to have a great pride. I'm so excited. Mars is coming and it's going to be mind-blowing awesome yes. that's that's what i'm promising people mind blown all over the place yeah <laughs> <laughs> happy pride and that is all the time we have for this week thank you for listening to the i love funny women podcast you can find us on all the social media at i love funny women and youtube as well and this podcast was written by me and me and you can find me on all the socials at Dina Nina Martinez. And I'm at Lalita D Comedy. Lalita D W Comedy. 
find our guest Sarah McPeck on Instagram at love Sarah McPeck. And find Mars and Kelly on Instagram at love Mars. Find Dora Gold Greg on Instagram at GG Potter. You know, I met Greg the other day in real person and I, I didn't recognize them. Like it was like, ooh, I know them. They're famous. I know them from TV, but actually I knew them from Zoom. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite gorgeous in um, in real life, I have to tell you. I love Greg. <laughs> I know. Uh, our announcer, Krista Garner, can be found on Instagram at Krista with a Y, Krista Garner. And this is an Artemis Glow Studio production. In association with Crossover Media and AMG. Have a great, have a great week. week.